The Dorkening and all affiliated shows are not intended for anyone under the age of 18. The following may contain discussions or scenes that have adult situations, graphic violence, nudity, strong sexual content, and graphic language. This show is intended for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. The following episode has been brought to you by the Dorkening Podcast Network and is sponsored by Deadly Grounds Coffee. Three. And now, you're tuned in to the Navarro Miller Report, featuring the hottest in news, entertainment, sports, and all those topics for the mainstream audience. The Navarro Miller Report. What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Navarro Miller Report. I'm your host, Dave Navarro. And I'm Jeremy Miller. And, oh, it was such a great vacation not being able to, you know, see you, Jeremy. And What are you talking about? I still had to see you. Joni keeps involving you in my life. You know, I, I got to have a talk with Joni about that. You know, we have to have a serious sit down with her about like, that. We're on a break. I need a break from you. Come on. I'm, try- I'm trying to avoid you. I really am. I mean, but, you know, she's just not she's not letting up. I'm sorry. You know, it just can't happen. Uh, hopefully. Uh, well, one thing I do have to mention, and a lot of people did mention this. Happy birthday, Jeremy. <laughs> oh, thank you, guys. Thank you. So glad. So I hope you had a great birthday. I mean, I was there, you know, so yeah, I mean, I'm nice and relaxed. Just got to hang out with you, hang out with my my stepdad and my brother and Joni and just nice and relaxed day, you know, so it was it was awesome. That's all. You know, I'm 47. What do I need for a birthday party? I just had some, you know, family and friends around me. What more can you ask for? That's all I was. By the way, the burgers are freaking awesome. <laughs> Thank you. He made, he made he made burgers, guys, and it was like like I was like oh, you know, like so freaking like drooling on the side and everything it was so good. Anyways, we had a good time, and well, like wanted to just say hello to everybody on the stream, uh, Danny, Meg, JC, everybody that's watching this, Carl, everybody that's watching us right now. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, we missed you guys. Uh, it's been it's been like what three weeks? It's like three or four weeks yeah yeah it's been about three weeks or so since we had some um since we had to, to the, our podcast so very very happy to be back here and as as usual uh you know i have to submit jeremy to these wonderful tiktoks uh you know seeing as that it was uh halloween weekend uh this past week actually uh or actually halloween this was actually it was halloween was on on Wednesday, right? <laughs> or something like Tuesday, something like that. I don't think like that. I lost track of everything. We have a couple of Halloween inspired TikToks that I will be presenting to you. But first, this actually, this first TikTok cracks me up. This uh young influencer, uh, she has like a little over five million followers on her TikTok, and you could see why. Her TikToks are actually hilarious. Make sure when you watch it, you read the text. It's just, you, you gotta watch. Here we go. It is autumn. Cállate! My husband is caught in the backyard, so I decided to bless him with my company, even though he does not deserve me. I have arrived! Good job! Yeah, that's enough. walks in spanish was hysterical (laughs) her content is hilarious i've actually watched her some like all her content is just like that it's freaking comedy i mean she's very talented what do you think of that oh she's funny she's very funny she's she's got it down and that was the the little like you said read the read the text because that made the whole video <laughs> it's freaking awesome i swear i love this she's like every time i see i know no that part cracked me up every time i was like walks in spanish <laughs> I loved it. it's one of my favorites now this next tiktok is more for gen xers and it's a halloween tiktok and i think you watch this it's gonna bring you back to your childhood a little bit there jeremy for uh maybe past halloween's i don't know you'll see a couple of things we're like wait a minute i used to have that check it out 
When people dress up as someone from the 80s for Halloween, why do they dress like this? Absolutely nobody looked like that in the 80s, especially on Halloween. We looked like this. Every single member of Gen X can smell this photo. It's like a vinyl, like plasticky paint smell. Our parents took about three or four pictures of us a year and Halloween was always one of them. You knew before you went out trick-or-treating, you had to line up with your cousins in front of the fireplace in your highly flammable costume with your mom, chain smoking Virginia Slims like, say trick-or-treat. The eye holes in those masks never lined up with your actual eyes. We would push our tongue through the slit in the mask. It would cut our tongue, but then we'd keep doing it again because we were like eating up with like OCD and ADD and nobody cared. The great thing about our garbage bag costumes were that they weren't the actual like costume of the person. It just had a photo of who we were <laughs> on the front. And these costumes sounded exactly how you think they would sound. You could hear like a herd of us coming up the driveway, just swish, 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 in our garbage bags. We worked so hard for our candy. We walked so far. If your mask was still working, you were sweating under it, like lip beads of sweat and it's just sliding around around everywhere. We could haul our body weight in candy. If you were a house that gave out this orange and black candy, just know everyone hated you. I still hate you. I can hold a grudge. I'm like, look at these photos. <laughs> we are terrifying. No wonder people tried to poison us. I like, I like that and no wonder people try to poison us. <laughs> Yeah, I like her. And that, yeah, that brought back a lot. I mean, that's, that's our childhood. I mean, that is what I knew in my, you know, serious youth, you know, that five, six, seven year old range of going out for Halloween, going yeah. trading. Those were the costumes. That was the kind of stuff. Now I will say my mother and grandmother were both seamstresses. Mm -hmm. Both were very, very skilled at creating and sewing. So after a certain point, and in fact, when I was very young, I never had the masks. I never had the store-bought costumes because my mother and my grandmother would go to the store, buy the pattern, and would make a Superman costume or make my Rocky shorts and the robe and whatever, you know. So I, I was lucky on that front because that was something both mom and grandma liked to do. Yeah, I, um, my mom also uh, used to make uh, costumes and everything for me and because uh, we didn't have much money like we didn't have much money growing up so she didn't want like buy costumes or anything this is before of course you know the christian coalition decided to like deem halloween to be the devil's day and all this other stuff so my mom stopped freaking doing halloween uh but the times that she did uh i remember she actually even took a picture of me wearing a bum costume she made me a, a vagrant for halloween i mean did she like read the future or what the hell? Um, <laughs> she knew your, your potential. And I know. She was... <laughs> all the way, all the way. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, she, uh, those are, those are, dude. I remember, um, I remember at, in my elementary school, they used to give us like little bags full, like care package bags oh, on absolutely. Halloween. I love those. Those are like my favorite of all time. They had like pencils. They had like coloring stuff, candy. They had a whole bunch of stuff. They always had some sweeties in there, maybe a pixie stick or two, you know, just pure sugar. Uh, Halloween was, I, I, I always look forward to Halloween at, I can't even talk, at <laughs> elementary school. I, I always look forward to Halloween. That was like one of my favorites. Uh, Meg uh, is actually saying, my dad was telling me about how he would go like four streets over and trick or treat and everyone knew each other. Oh, so yeah. I mean, we knew all the kids in the neighborhood when we were doing that, you know, back then. I mean, you passed all your friends that you usually played with on the weekends or yep. after school. And, you know, that that was old school neighborhood trick or treating. <laughs> Yep, uh, we got JC saying uh, costume gal was dead on, and her last line was so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And then we got Danny saying, uh, "LOL, I was always a clown growing up on Halloween, painted face and all." Nice. That's, I, it's funny because as I grew older, I actually started like uh, becoming more like uh, um, I was a mixture of Michael Myers and Jason. I wore the yeah. Michael Myers like uh, 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 freaking like the whole mechanic the, the, the jumpsuit jump and the and the Jason mask. So <laughs> I was a little confused. I was always a little confused, you know. So uh, Carl is saying uh, I had stopped trick or treating at eleven, but at age twelve, I did undercover for the police to catch someone who was putting things in candy. Since I didn't have a costume, I had to wear my mom's clothing. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's all good, man. All good. I got dressed up as Ginger Rogers one year for <laughs> very for nice. Time, so. Very, very nice. Uh, this last one uh that I that that I have for you. This one actually. So I'm um, so I remember I showed you on here, Jeremy, uh, the argument of Glenda the Witch and all this other stuff we had on one of our episodes here. This guy decided to take it to a Halloween level of that argument. This is freaking gold. Check it out. Hold on, hold on, hold on. This is your favorite. Hold on. Her sister was a witch, right? And what was her sister? A princess. The witch went to the east, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna stab him. You're gonna look at me and you're gonna tell me that I'm wrong? Am I wrong? My favorite she movie wore a crown and she came down in a bubble, dog. I'm not fighting with you. Grow up. I'm not fighting bro. with you. <laughs> it's still a great video and throwing the uh the ghost face. with uh, Ghostface and Michaels is a nice touch. I like it. No, what I liked is like it, the ghost face saying, I'm gonna stab him, bro. <laughs> And it's just totally deadpan to the camera. It's perfect. And it's ghost face, so you know he will. <laughs> so that was, that was probably one of my, that's probably one of my favorites. Oh my god, it was great. It was great. I loved I love Halloween. They come up with the most creative uh TikToks, and you gotta love the season. But now Halloween is over. We are in November and we're starting to get ready for some turkey season coming up. You know, here comes the Halloween gone. Now comes the holidays. All I want for Christmas. Don't oh, you start that. I'm, I'm just it's it's getting there. It's getting there, anyways. Moving on to some weird and outlandish news. The funny thing about this weird and outlandish news is that <laughs> we had to do it in bulk because it's only one place. Florida is literally, literally losing their minds. Jeremy, you have like, I don't know how many stories from Florida on this one. Dear Lord, Meg, you got to get people under control out there. Florida <laughs> lost their damn minds for the holiday weekend. I swear Florida man was every third story on every news feed. So I got three that are a little outlandish, a little fun to talk about. But I have to say, there were eight, eight different stories that were so wow. horrific. I mean, just things we won't even cover. Just story after story. What the hell is in the drinking water down there? Did they lace it with, with PCP? I do not know. Seriously. I think it was bath salts. They <laughs> lost their freaking minds this holiday. Okay, so we'll start with the simple stuff. Man steals co-worker's credit card and buys pumpkins and beer. Oh, nice. <laughs> so we have a Chili's restaurant employee who thought she had dropped her wallet in the parking lot. When she went back out to look for it, she couldn't find it anywhere. She goes the next day, checks her credit card statement, and sees a bunch of fraudulent purchases. Mm -hmm. So she turns the information over to the police, who check the credit cards, check the surveillance records at the time, and find a guy wearing a Chili's hat and uniform purchasing pumpkins and beer. Oh they ID'd God. him, went to his house, and this, I mean, come on, guys, I've told you if you're going to be a criminal, raise your game. This <laughs> guy not only bought just pumpkins and beer, but brought the wallet and ID and all the evidence home with him. So when the cops did come to his house, there was the evidence just sitting on the table for them. Oh, my God. Wow, what a moron. You got, but you know what? You, you, you gotta love Florida for giving us so much good content to freaking make fun of. So that's the simple one. That's let's start with that. The next, we're gonna step it up a level in, uh, you know, seriousness here. Mm -hmm. We have a police officer, Miami cop, arrested on a DUI charge after he is found passed out next to a high school with his gun on his lap. Do they not vet these cops? I mean, what the hell? So this guy has been on the force since 2017. He apparently has no prior disciplinary history. He's been a model police officer. But there were reports near the school. Parents reported seeing a man passed out in a vehicle. Miami-Dade uh, school police officers took their vehicle, parked it in front of the man passed out in the car, pounded on the window over and over to get him to wake up, which he did not because he was hammered. Yeah. 
they called the rest of the they called the Miami regular police force to assist them and mm -hmm. they saw a weapon sitting on his lap so they finally get him to wake up get him to open the door the school officer grabs the gun because they can smell the alcohol they don't want him doing anything stupid and it took the other officers <laughs> no, no, no you got to say that correctly they didn't want him to do anything more anything stupid more, <laughs> even more stupid correct <laughs> So, yeah, he has been put on, uh, he has been relieved of duty, although per <laughs> union rules, he will still receive his pay until the investigation is finished. But if uh, he most likely will no longer be a police officer once this is investigation is finished. Then um, again, it is Florida, so. <laughs> the, sheriff, the sheriff in Dade County is kind of well known for not putting up with this kind of BS. So I have a feeling that this guy yeah. will, if if the investigation shows that everything is as seems, I don't think this guy will be patrolling there much longer. I stand by my previous statement. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing Florida. <laughs> oh, my God. So the third story. We have now reached the insane level. Oh, we have God. a man who was babysitting his young cousin who attempted to circumcise his young cousin over the weekend. I think I read about that. The child ended up in the hospital because he botched the circumcision. Yep, that was the one I read about earlier. Oh, my God. I is now face, facing charges. Florida, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> and again, these are only the ones I can talk about. Oh, my God. Let's go to the comments. <laughs> oh no, I have one more. I have oh, one God, more. one more. Awesome. <laughs> because now we're bringing it back. Now we're bringing it back. So there is a man named uh i believe it is pete melfi mm -hmm. in florida who has embraced the idea of florida man and has created the florida man games oh my god <laughs> that is priceless <laughs> he says i wanted to give individuals who find humor in this florida man stereotype an opportunity to live the florida man life without the consequences of jail <laughs> oh my god oh so my god events. there will be events like here we go we have beer belly florida sumo <laughs> nice weaponized pool noodle mud duel nice oh my god we have the... Uh, Tell me this is a board game and not an actual game for people to actually a, do. This is an actual games. They have had over 200 requests to be contestants. They have sold... They expect to sell between 5,000 and 10,000 tickets for the event. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'll laugh if they actually make a game show out of this. There's going to be, I believe, the Florida Man... Uh, evading the police uh, obstacle course. There's the Category 5 cash grab where you will stand in a wind tunnel and experience hurricane force winds while you oh, try man. and grab money. <laughs> <laughs> nice! <laughs> so, there's somebody who is embracing Florida Man's image and having some fun with it, and I think this is awesome, really. Oh my god. <laughs> so, yeah. So, let's go to the comments, Meg. Oh my god. Meg is pretty much saying what we're all thinking. <laughs> the hell is wrong with some of us? Holy f! Oh my god! I I seriously, yeah. Um, JC saying I heard about the circumcising story earlier, and it made me physically ill for not only the nerve of the uncle, but for what the little boy will go through because of it. Tell me about it. Oh, man. Uh, Danny is saying, uh, when I was much younger, I thought male circumcision meant the men that men couldn't reproduce. <laughs> That's a reasonable thought for a kid. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's, um, yeah, I just, I, I don't have any words. I really have no, no words. That is insanity. That is literal insanity. What these people, I mean, the, the, the most the the worst story I could have actually thought of for outlandish and feels this, this is actually one that I forgot to mention earlier uh, when we were doing pre-production and everything. Uh, it had to the worst had to do with uh, a house out in uh, in uh, Glen Falls, New York, where firefighters were called 
<laughs> because their Halloween decorations looked like a real fire inside. So they actually called the fire department and they responded to that. I heard that one. And there was also another one just about two months ago. Um, a guy had bodies hanging from his tree. I heard about that and too. Somebody reported it as, you know, police actually had to do a welfare check and make sure because it looks so realistic. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. You, you, you gotta love how the crazy people come out on a at on a full moon. Well, it looks like they come out on a Halloween night as well. So, uh, glad that you guys enjoyed that. Um, had a lot to talk about. That's that's a lot. That's a lot to just absorb. So, <laughs> we got some entertainment news coming your way, including Dolly Parton stands by her duet with Kid Rock. We'll talk a little bit more about that right after this. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. I wonder if they dressed up for Halloween. As us. As us, exactly. It was a role reversal. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, we got some entertainment news for everybody, including Robert De Niro is getting sued, actually, Jeremy. And you're the one that uh, found this story. What's, what's he getting sued for, exactly? So it is a former employee who has basically sued... Um, Robert De Niro and his company for um, what she claims is gender discrimination and improper spending. Um, sorry, sorry, gender discrimination. Wait a second. Competing claims. Yeah, she was claiming gender discrimination and retaliation. And De Niro's company is claiming that she um, had improper spending as well as I believe there's one other claim that he's made as well um there's been some rather negative revelations i mean de niro has a persona that is known to be pretty gruff and in testimony he has blown up a few times at some of the lawyers he has come off as a bit of an ass at times um mm -hmm. but again this is very much a he said she said and the facts are going to speak in this case um they have a lot of factual documents um about whether you know her spending habits and different things like that so mm -hmm. they're trying to show cause that she was fired with cause and basically she has made a lot of claims um to the effect that de niro said things like you know she was a stereotypical female at work and all this so he's she's trying to make it that he was retaliating against her for being female and acting the way she did so it's it's very much a back and forth at this point de niro has not come off looking great um just he's come off very abrasive and uh doesn't i mean given the man's 80 years old i mean i don't think he really gives a shit what anybody thinks about him anymore i was about to say does he have like the quote old man syndrome where he just doesn't <laughs> give a rat's ass anymore <laughs> But uh, we'll we'll see how this comes out. This is one of those. There are lots of documents. There are lots of people, um, you know, who were there to witness maybe certain things he had said or hadn't said. Uh, De Niro has basically called her claims completely frivolous. Mm -hmm. um, and we'll see how this plays out. But the interesting thing is, I think, like you said, De Niro may be getting a bit of that crotchety old man syndrome because he really hasn't tried to play to the cameras in this. He hasn't tried to keep his more abrasive side of his personality at bay. Uh, he's kind of been on full display and it hasn't come off great for him. But I don't think that really will affect the outcome. And he actually just had a kid, too. So it's like... It's still insane to me. I mean, 80 years old, and he just had another kid. I'm like, how involved can you really be in that child's life? My question is, who's going to be changing whose diapers very soon is my question on that one. Oh, God, you had to go there. I mean, you know, it just comes back to the whole the league with Kevin, you know, where she's, like, taking care of both of them <laughs> with their feet up on the air. <laughs> Sorry. I had to bring that one up. That's what comes to mind when I think De Niro and the baby side by side. Who's a good boy? Who's a good boy? That's an image I will not be able to get out of my head. Thanks. 
Well, I mean, you got to remember, too, that Robert De Niro comes from a different generation of the way, you know, males think, I suppose. And, you know, he comes from an old school, very chauvinist, very machismo type of generation. So the the accusations may not be completely far fetched, but. Again, we we won't know until like proof comes out until more of the story comes out, because I mean, you know, uh, oh, wow, that I didn't hear about. I'm sorry. I just got Danny Hooley just gave us some like news that I didn't even know. Brigitte Nielsen at age 55 is pregnant. (laughs) Yeah, that. Danny, thanks for that breaking news. I didn't even know about that until right now. That is insane. Uh, we're gonna have to like, I might have to like look that up actually in a little bit to to see just like what the details are on that one. Hey, interesting. I mean, you know, women have been having babies later and later. Um, I'm certain that's probably not the oldest woman to ever get pregnant and have a child, but man, 55 starting fresh. Woo. Actually, Danny just said five years, five years ago, she was okay. That I was like, wow, that's, that's, uh, yeah, that's wow. Okay. I thought that was new. I was like, woo boy. Yeah. Actually it's still new to me. I didn't even know about that until right now, until Danny just said it right now. So it's still news to me. Uh, so, well, I guess we'll just go ahead and like, wait and see what happens with Robert De Niro and that whole situation, because it sounds like, I don't know. It also sounds like it could be a disgruntled employee, and I think that's what they're trying to go ahead and just chalk it up to is just a disgruntled employee. Um, so we'll just have to wait and see what happens in the coming weeks. In other entertainment news, Dolly Parton stands by her duet with Kid Rock. So uh, Dolly Parton's coming out with a brand new uh, album, I guess, or single. And uh, she got criticized for doing a duet with Kid Rock. And obviously we know that Kid Rock has been engulfed in controversy lately uh, with Bud Light and him having an issue with uh, with um, with LGBTQ and everything else. So that but that's Kid Rock. That's you know, he's going to go. He's a Trump supporter, stands by Trump through and through. So obviously he's going to have uh, some controversy behind him. But. People are actually asking Dolly Parton, why would she go ahead and do a duet with somebody that's so controversial uh, currently? And she was actually uh, on a on a show and uh, they asked her that. And she said, quote, I did a song with Kid Rock on this album. Of course, I did that before the controversy that he had. But somebody was talking to me the other day saying, how could you do this song with Kid? With Kid? I said, hey. Just because I love you don't mean I don't love Kid Rock. Just because I love Kid Rock don't mean I don't love you. That's a part. That's how Parton pretty much explained uh, her reasoning. And she went ahead to say, quote, I don't condemn or criticize. I just accept and love. Uh, we all make mistakes. We don't get we don't all get caught up, caught at it. But also when somebody makes a mistake, it depends on who they are. That's what God is there for. Now, I happen to believe in God. I'm a faith. I'm a faith-based person, so therefore I'm able to see it like that. A lot of people don't, but still, everybody deserves a second chance. And this is basically, you know, she said the cancel culture. Uh, she believes uh, it's just a, a, you know, she thinks it's a ter- it's terrible cancel culture. We've talked about cancel culture many times, and how well. I mean, first of all, I want to ask you, what do you think of of Dolly's? you know, pretty much standing by Kid Rock and and what she said. Well, again, this is, I've told you before my opinions on cancel culture and considering that no one except for Michael Richards in the last 10 years has actually been canceled. um, I don't really believe it exists. Yes, there is a movement, but nobody actually gets canceled. I mean, look at Lewis Black and his, you know, sexual inappropriate charges and all these different things. All these guys are still working. All these guys are getting comedy specials. All these guys are getting movies. All these guys, nobody's been canceled. So let me get that out there first and foremost. But secondly, when did it, when did it become normal that we have to agree with everything somebody stands for to work with them artistically? Okay, go back 50 years, go back 100 years. Go back, you know, I mean, look at what 
you know, when jazz artists were doing collaborations with big band and we're doing this, and that, you had, you know, hardcore Republican right wingers who were, you know, all about the USA and this, and, that. and you had a bunch of hardcore left wing entertainers who actually had communist leanings and stuff. They were still working together. Okay. Yep. They were still collaborating. You didn't need to know where everybody stood on every single issue to be their friend, to be their neighbor, to be their coworker. And, you know, unfortunately, social media has done this to us to a degree because now mm -hmm. we know everything about everybody. You know, 30 years ago, you didn't know what your neighbor's political preference was and you didn't talk about it. You didn't need to to be his friend. You know, now everybody knows everything about everybody and they hold it against them, you know. You know me, I love everybody. I can have a conversation with anybody, even if I completely disagree with what they believe, you know, and I'm still going to show them respect. I'm still going to show them love. I may be completely disheartened by the fact that they believe the hateful things they do. But you know what? I, again, like filming, if somebody, somebody brings a, a script to me, do I sit there and go, well, what are your political beliefs? What do you what do you believe about this? What do you believe? Do I do that before I read the script and decide whether I'm going to perform and, you know, do this project? No, I don't. True. And I guarantee you singers don't do that either. They're looking to collaborate as artists. Where exactly. they stand on political issues bears nothing to do with the art. Very true. Very true. Real quick, I wanted to just say hello to Stacy Marie on TikTok because we are streaming live on TikTok as well. Uh, and yeah, Jeremy, I mean, I I 100% agree with you. I mean, it, it should have no basis, uh, the music, but you know, I mean, it is castle culture after all. They're always going to look for a little thing to like be like, no, no, why didn't it? You know, so yeah. Uh, JC is saying uh, Kid Rock duetted with Hank Williams called the F word. Uh, why not the iconic Dolly Parton collaborating with him? The song has nothing to do with either's personal views. So I don't know why this is such a big hullabaloo. So that's that's uh, one way to say it. Uh, and uh, you have uh, people that are agreeing with you. Carl is saying, bravo, Jeremy. Uh, you know, we have uh, Danny who also agrees with you. Uh, you know, he agrees with you, Jeremy. So, I mean, it is what it is. People are always going to go ahead and find a reason to complain and try to cancel somebody. But like you said, nobody, nobody's really actually canceled. It's just it's to me, cancel culture is like a little gnat. It's annoying. It's there. And you just want to smash it. But you can't because it keeps on avoiding you every single time, you know. But is that not going to really have any effect on me? Not so much. It's just going to annoy me. And it's an annoyance. It'll be there and it'll eventually die out and go away. You know, that's exactly what cancel culture is. So, it, I mean, you know, what I mean, you, know? you actually said something smart. I agree with you. I'm, I'm amazed. That, that hurts a little bit. You know, I mean, words no, hurt, no Jeremy. But, but yeah, but peppered with with an in, with insults <laughs> all the time. You know, it's just I hate you. <laughs> Anyways, uh, well, I mean, I'm actually looking forward. I, I've I've heard Kid Rock collaborate with other artists, and I actually like when he collaborates. I mean, he's done a lot of good music with a lot of other country music singers, and I like some of his music. Again, do I believe in some of the stuff that he says? Not so much. Um, I neither believe, agree, nor disagree. I mean, I just, that's the best way I could put it. You know, my beliefs are my beliefs. They stay with me. They don't go anywhere. I don't like sharing anything that I say. I like to be neutral because that's my job as a journalist is to be neutral at all times. That's the way journalists are supposed to be, actually. But, and we, but we're not going to go into that because we've already talked about that many times about that. Anyways, uh, moving on to some more actual very sad news today. Uh, Matthew Perry was laid to rest. Uh, many of his co-stars from Friends were in attendance. Uh, Jeremy, um, I told you about this uh, story. You didn't even hear about it until I texted you and you were in shock uh, you knew Matthew. Uh, he did an episode of Growing Pains with you, a very, very heartfelt, very strong episode that had a message uh, within it. And uh, it's I saw the, the the episode actually on TikTok, and it was very hard to watch. Matthew was an incredible actor, an incredible comic. Um, he had demons, uh, like many many do, uh, but he worked around it. He worked 
at those demons to make himself better, a better person, uh, and to help others, actually. Uh, Matthew was 54 years old, very young age to pass away. And uh, so far, the, the autopsy still hasn't revealed much. But uh, according to police reports, there were no drugs, no alcohol uh, uh, in the at the crime scene where, where he passed away, where he drowned. So at this time, nobody really believes any foul play either uh, that happened. But Jeremy, I know that you, uh, it's very hard. I mean, especially you, you lost a cast member as well, a family member, you know, uh, as well. So you know what the Friends cast is going through right now. Uh, Jennifer Aniston, actually not even Jennifer Aniston, but uh, basically the entire cast, people were wondering why nobody had said anything uh, at all. And so far they, they, they went ahead and collectively did uh, a message for the fans and said, quote, we are all so utterly devastated by the loss of Matthew. We were more than just castmates. We are family. Uh, There's so much to say, but right now we're going to take a moment to grieve and process this unfathomable uh, loss. Um, so that basically speaks for itself. The cast members are absolutely devastated over this loss. Jeremy, I know you have a lot to say. Again, you knew Matthew, so I'm just going to leave the floor on to you, man. Yeah, this is hard in a lot of ways. <clears throat> Matthew was an amazing guy and an amazing talent. Um, he had a three-episode arc on Growing Pains playing uh, Sandy, who was Carol's love interest. And yes, he was involved. His last episode was the very famous drunk driving episode. Uh, you know, one of those classic uh, on a very special episode of Growing Pains this week. Um, and uh, it's still one of the shows, one of the episodes that hits home with a huge amount of people. Um, eerily prophetic in that, you know, it was about his character, Sandy, dying after drunk driving and getting in a DUI, you know, a drunk driving accident. Um, I got to know Matt. I mean, Matt on the set was amazing. He was wonderful. Um, as I've told you before, being a kid, I judged a lot of our guest stars on how they treated me and how they interacted with me. Um, you know, did, were they, did they treat me like a kid, you know, and just go away? Were they nice? Were they, and he was just a very wonderful, very genuine, very sweet guy. I got to know Matt much, much better years later. Um, a lot of people don't know Matthew Perry was the, I believe, number one ranked junior tennis player in all of Canada when he was young. Wow. He was uh, just an amazing tennis player. And if I'm not mistaken, he was the number one ranked player in the juniors. Um, he could have probably gone pro had he chose tennis, wow. uh, but he didn't. And he chose to be a performer. But years later, him and I played in many, many, many charity tennis tournaments together. And I got to know him very well on those occasions. Um, and I saw all the different sides of Matt. Um, you know, early on, I saw partying Matt. You know, I saw a guy who was coming in hung over like a mother to the tennis tournament that morning, you know, basically bragging about how he had drank his weight in vodka the night before. Wow. You know, and stuff like that. And being the good young alcoholic in training I was, I respected that. <laughs> but, you know, I also saw him after he had been struggling and once he got sober. And, you know, just an amazing, generous guy. This was in the time when he was actually using his home in Malibu as a sober living center for people who were struggling with addiction. Um, he was just a very, very kind and loving man. And like most people who deal with addiction, he was an incredibly sensitive soul. He was an absolute angel when sober. You know, I never saw him all tore up. I just would hear the stories about the night before from him um, when he was kind of partying a lot. Mm -hmm. But even then, this was before his opiate addiction. And I didn't really know him much after that. And opiate addiction is a whole nother bear. You know, it really is. Alcohol addiction is tough enough. But when you throw opiate addiction on top of that, um, it really, A, the damage it does to your body, but B, 
being able to get away from that. I mean, it's been said, and I've talked to many, many people in recovery, opiates are often the hardest thing for people to get off of. Um, and Very to true. stay off of for their rest of their lives. And unfortunately, he just wasn't able to do that. I'm glad that he passed sober. You know, the evidence seems to show that he was not using and abusing. The reports we've gotten from his friends and family is that he has been sober since his last stint in rehab, and he was really making another good go of it. So it's important to people who've been in recovery. It's a, it's a goal for many of us to die sober you know to to and he did that so that's a silver lining i know that is a small comfort to many but he he didn't die in the midst of his addiction and his blackout and he was starting to find his way out again so that's that's a comforting thought um he will be incredibly missed his talent his personality um just his incredibly loving and 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 very genuine nature um, he will be really missed. It's, it's a hard, hard loss. And, you know, my heart goes out to the cast because it's devastating. You know, that's, it's no different than losing a family member. It just, it's, I'm just being honest. It's, it's when I lost my grandmother, who I was closer to than just about anybody in the world, that was one of the hardest losses I've ever suffered. And losing Alan when he passed mm -hmm. was right up there with that. It really was. It was like <laughs> losing a father. Um, so I can't imagine what uh, what the cast of Friends is. Well, I can't imagine. I've been there, um, and it's a tough time. It's 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 going to be really hard for them to know that they'll never be able to pick up the phone and and talk to their friend again. Yeah, I mean uh, Jennifer Aniston uh, was one person that uh, when when Matt had a health scare not too long ago, uh, she was afraid of losing him back then too. Uh, back when he had his first health scare, um, and uh, you know. It's it's rough. Um, one of the things that Matthew Perry uh, wanted to be remembered for was not so much his character Chandler on Friends, but more of the legacy that he left behind uh, as far as trying to help others uh, get through, you know, get get sober, you know, helping them through sobriety and everything. That's the legacy he really wanted to be remembered for more than anything. Um, he also mentioned that one of his um, one of his wishes actually was. Uh, for Zac Efron to play him in a, a biopic, actually, uh, he want if they ever did a story of his life, he wanted Zac Efron to play him uh, in in that, and uh, that would that actually be interesting. interesting. I'm not, I don't, I mean, I like Zac, I really do, but I don't know if he has the comedic chops for that. He's yeah. good, a good actor. I don't know if he has the comedic chops to pull off Matt. I really don't. Um, but hey, you know, I've been surprised before. Yeah, very true. I, I have a question. I mean, uh, seeing as Matt was uh, on uh, Growing Pains and everything, have you talked to any of your cast, former castmates about it? I mean, have you communicated with them? Because we have Danny here uh, that's actually asking the question, why hasn't Kirk Cameron said anything about Matthew Perry? Um, well, let me just say that I haven't either on social media. This is the first time I have addressed it. Um, I don't know. I mean, I can't tell you why Kirk would or would not say anything about it. He had no issues with Matthew. I know that. Um, you know, sometimes it's a little too hard. It hits a little too close to home. It brings up, I know there's a lot of reasons why I may not post about losing someone, um, you know, that I worked with. In in this season of my life, I'm losing a lot of people. There are a lot of, lot of actors and actresses that I've worked with over the years that are starting to hit that age where they're, you know, passing away. And I don't do a post to every last person because sometimes emotionally I'm just not there and I'm not able to. So I can't speak as to why Kirk hasn't. I have spoken to Tracy a little bit about it. Um, you know, it's a, uh, it's how, a hard how, 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 how is, how is she dealing with it? Because she, she worked closely with Matt uh, in those episodes. Her and I didn't get very much into it. I don't know mm -hmm. how much of a relationship she may have had with Matt afterwards. Um, like I said, it was more of just a kind of man, did you hear kind of a conversation and, you know, kind of consoling each other. Okay. And uh, I mean, we have uh, one nation on TikTok saying uh, people handle loss differently. Uh, so that's, that's for sure. Absolutely. That's a hundred percent for sure. So um, we have a JC. On that one sec, I will say that a lot of times, 
I may not do that. And I can only speak for me. I don't know what anybody else's reasoning is, but a lot of times I don't comment on it because the loss is too personal and I'm trying to make the distinction between feeling it and then utilizing that for likes. And I'm not saying that's what people do, but I, you know, sometimes it's just too personal to be used on social media and that's how I feel about it. No, it's, and that's a very noble way to, to put it actually, to be honest with you, that makes you, that makes you real. That makes you a real like human being, not somebody that's just trying to go ahead and get clicks. So that actually makes you a real human being, man. Um, and uh, JC actually says, uh, Jeremy Miller, Perry's arc and final episode of Pains are among my favorites uh, of the deep, hidden, emotional episodes, along with the about the one about Luke giving a watch someone uh, in the Seaver living room and Leo DiCaprio's last episode and the series finale. My heart goes out to you and all who knew Matt. Thanks, so um yeah i mean it's it's a very sad time uh in the entertainment industry especially seen as you know he was an amazing actor he will be incredibly missed and my heart my condolences go to his family and to the castmates of friends and to all the fans of friends uh during this tough time uh we got sports coming up next right after this guys Listening to stuff has never been so enjoyable. If you had the misfortune to have been born after 1990, then you missed out on a lot of cool stuff. Then is now podcast is here to remedy that. Join Rigor and his dedicated band of rotating hosts as they tackle pop culture of the past and how it relates today. From celebrity interviews to film and TV discussion and beyond, Then Is Now Podcast brings you up to speed on all the cool stuff that you should know about. Plus, the East meets the West. If you enjoy movies that have lots of shooting and fighting, then there's a whole world of films out there that you don't even know about. Join our hosts on a journey as they discuss the amazing kung fu films of the Shaw Brothers and Western films made in Italy that have become known as Spaghetti Westerns. Action, adventure, kung fu fighting, both shows and more can be found at havenpodcasts.com. Warning may cause nostalgic feelings and eliminate boredom. I got to tell you, out of all the commercials that I hate, that I love that commercial. They did a really good job with that commercial because I'm like catching little things here and there. I was like, oh, I remember that. I remember that. I remember that. You know, I got to start. I got to start listening to that podcast. It's a good commercial. And honestly, I've listened to both and they are a lot of fun. Nice. Nice. I got to I got to tell you, I got to I got to start listening to, to that podcast because it looks really interesting, actually. So and I like the commercial. I really like the way they put that commercial together. So we got some sports news coming for you guys and including uh, Steelers wide receiver has a tantrum. This happened yesterday, right? Yep. This was in last night's game. So <clears throat> Deontay Johnson is a, I believe, third year wide receiver uh, or fourth, third or fourth year wide receiver. I think it's third um who's been injured most of the year pulled the mm-hmm. hamstring on the first play of the year of the first play of the season he's been out george pickens the rookie receiver who is very loud and very brash and you know already in his rookie season claims he's the best receiver in the entire league well he had a pretty poor game last night he had five targets he had two drops he only had a you know a handful of yards and the other wide receiver outshone him Mm. Um, if you watched the game at all, there were multiple. Now, let me say this. Kenny Pickett is the quarterback for Pittsburgh. He is not a very accurate quarterback. He was not making it easy on his wide receivers, but there were two perfect on the money passes to George Pickens, one of them on the sideline. And it was a very easy pass and Pickens didn't drag his foot. He just stepped out of bounds. So it was not a catch. Mm -hmm. This is a guy who's known for body control and making these hard catches on the side and getting his feet down. Simple little run to the side catch. And instead of dragging his foot, he just stepped out. So it's an incomplete. Not five plays later, he drops probably only the second perfect accurate pass Kenny Pickett through the entire game. And he dropped it. So what what happens when that happens? A quarterback loses faith in his wide receiver. Very true. He starts going to the other wide receivers and the tight end and the other options. So Deontay Johnson had a much better game. Deontay Johnson in the end of the game scores the winning touchdown, catches the touchdown. And what does George Pickens do? Does he celebrate with his teammates? No. He goes and sits on the bench, puts a towel over his head and sulks for the rest of the game. Oh my He's god. Then, 
He is then the first one out of the locker room, refuses to talk to anybody, won't talk to reporters, bails on the entire team, and then last night took every picture of him in Steelers stuff, any posts that mentioned the Steelers, and wiped every bit of it from his social media. So he basically being paid millions and millions and millions of dollars to play a game, throwing an absolute tantrum because he had a poor game. So he cried like a little baby. Wham wham. He 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 called the wambulance and they came and 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 took care of him, right? (laughs) Unbelievable, dude. I mean, these guys are getting paid millions of dollars to play a game. You have one bad game, dude. Like I know that well, I know that the, it on everybody else, you know, he's making it like, I'm so great. This is the, I had a bad game because you all suck. Like, what are you talking about? You can't blame your teammates. Cause you sucked last night. I don't see him staying very long in the NFL. Honestly, I think he's going to be one of those trouble guys. I mean, who knows? Hopefully he can figure it out and get his head out of his butt. He's got a lot of talent physically, but he really thinks very highly of himself and uh, it's not going so well right now. And that was a very juvenile response to have, uh, I I can't imagine the Pittsburgh Steelers being too happy with him right now. And uh, when it comes time for trades or uh, renegotiation, this is going to come back and bite him in the ass. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they, like, these guys need to understand that at the end of it all, it is still a game, but <laughs> you got a lot of other bigger names with much more talent than you do. Um, you know, like, like for example, I mean, well, I'll just give you an example. The Raiders. You got Devontae Adams. I mean... Oh, that was hard to watch. I'm I'm not a Raiders fan at all, not even a little bit, but that was hard to watch. I mean, I could see when when Devontae just like w- like got angry. I know why he's angry, and I have and he has every right to be angry, especially because he's not targeted. That's the reason why they fired McDaniel. Because guess what? He wasn't doing the job the coach is supposed to be doing. Give it like you need to go ahead and target. And that's why they benched Garoppolo. Why? Because you need to target your main guy. Your and when you're not doing and- it, that's no, what's going to happen. I was going to say, that's the the thing is they have two really great receivers. You know, they have Devontae Adams, who is elite. But they also have Jacoby Myers, who is a excellent, excellent young wide receiver. So you have two stars. They each had one reception in an entire game how does that happen how are you not targeting them more when they are your difference makers so yeah heads rolled after this game um and it was definitely deserved but this rolls us right into our next story because this is just the kind of year it's been in fantasy football and the nfl this year this has been one of the craziest years i have ever seen Real quick, somebody, I love this. I, I love some of the, the, the viewers. Wonder underscore, but underscore not underscore lost on TikTok says the Raiders are having growing pains. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that one. Yeah, all the way. <laughs> Pops to him for saying that one. But yeah, no, fantasy, dude. I mean, I have no complaints. I mean, you know, no, it's all uh, in your way. You've had a you've had a pretty good luck run of luck here. Not yeah, luck. But... Not. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's called really? skill. It's called you're, skill. Knowing it, how to choose it, your fantasy skill, team. It's skill that your guys didn't tear their Achilles on the first play <laughs> of the season. It was skill that you haven't put anybody on injured reserve all year because you've had no why you, injuries. Why, yeah, why right. you gotta? Why you gotta go ahead and rain on my parade if you know that I am the best and will be the champion on that mantle? I will. In your dream. Hey, you keep saying that, but you know what? I told you it's going to be Nigel or Josh. It's the beginner. It's the beginner luck curse. And it's going to be one of them. Well, you know, honestly, I mean, I am playing, I am playing Josh right now, your brother. uh, And I'm not seeing my team. Cause the thing is that like my team, we have a bye. like all my top players have a bye week this week and bye weeks, bye weeks are the worst. Bye weeks are the worst. For fantasy football owners right now. I mean, Jeremy, I got to ask you as a fantasy football player, how do you deal with a bye week when all your best players are on the bench and it's slim pickings on the waiver wires? Like, how do you go ahead and adjust? 
honestly, for me, it's always been about matchups. When you're screwed and you have no other options that look that great, all I try and do is find, you know, the guy who's got the best matchup, playing the weakest defense or the weakest matchup against his position. But there's not much you can do. There really isn't. Um, that's, you know, every few years, the bye weeks line up. And there's a possibility of getting most of your team with a bye week on the same week. It's actually a very valid strategy because you're basically just writing that week off. Yeah. You're basically saying, okay, I'm going to lose that week. But if I get lucky, I'm going to have my players for every other game. That's actually a valid strategy. It can work. Um, but no, bye weeks are the the bane of every fantasy football yeah. player's existence. You know, you know it's coming. I've always been more comfortable with having more players on a bye week. You know, give me four or five. If I get lucky and some nobodies do something great, then, hey, I win. If I lose, I expected to lose because, hey, my four best guys were all sitting on the bench. But then, yeah, I get to have those guys available if they're healthy, of course, which my guys haven't been all year. <laughs> and, then, and then you got Garoppolo. They got benched. Yeah, Garoppolo is benched, so now Jacoby Myers is damn near worthless to me now because Jacoby <laughs> was his favorite receiver. And this has been, well, like I said, I mean, I've been playing fantasy football for 29 years. This is my 29th year playing fantasy football. And this is the first time in almost 30 years that I am at the bottom of the league. So it, it had to happen at some point, I guess. But, uh, man, it's just been a crazy year in football and not just for fantasy football. I mean, look at the NFL. You know, you've got the Washington Redskins who can't put up a point blowing up for 40 points against the Philadelphia defense, who's actually pretty good. You've got, yeah. I mean, quarterbacks going down on the first play of the season. You got guys who are superstars getting benched for rookies. It is the most wild year in the NFL and most unpredictable year I've seen in a very long time. It's going bananas. And real quick, going from NFL to college football, I think this is why JC was talking about. Jeremy Miller, when does this year's bet get paid off by Dave Navarro? Uh, it doesn't, JC. It doesn't. Not this year. Not this year, my boy. Sorry. But this year, <laughs> we're one game away. UCLA against USC from Jeremy paying off for this wonderful bet that we have going on. He can keep dreaming. There's no way Chip Kelly's disaster over there is going to beat us. You know what? Uh, any other day, I would be smug and an arrogant prick to go ahead and be like, oh, yeah, we're beating you. But you know what? Yeah, no. <laughs> I, I, I have no faith in UCLA this year with the coaching that we, with the coach that we have. It's understandable. Believe me. Yeah, we, we've had this conversation before. And Notre Dame, I mean, I'm just happy Notre Dame pulled it off because that way I don't have to go ahead and wear any freaking crimson crap. The chance, the chance is, is gone for you. And it is not crimson. It is cardinal, damn you. We it's not Alabama. It's, B, it's BS red. I don't care. It's red anyway. I don't have to wear none of that. So I'm happy about that. So that's your answer, JC. Okay, it's not happening this year. <laughs> <laughs> i did have fun though i did enjoy right. I'll, I'll take a split i'll take the split this year and just you know let you let you uh have to wear it all next year in the big 10 debut that's not gonna happen that's not gonna <laughs> happen I'm not no next year Notre dame is actually gonna be better see because i mean well, i think we're getting rid of grinch which means we might actually have a defense next year We'll see. But I mean, you know, again, I, I told you, I told you this a bunch of times that Notre Dame was in a rebuild year and they have just gotten better and better and better. So oh, I have faith. Year, this was the year we were talking about that we expected to see the coach bring this team forward a few good steps. And he has. I mean, they're not going to be a BCS, not BCS, but a playoff team. But yeah. they are, you know much improved over the last couple of years and you can see the direction they're going which i love i mean as much as i dislike notre dame i've already talked about this the rivalry that usc and notre dame have is such a classic that there's a respect there you know i mean there is that's it, it's small but there is a respect there yeah whereas you know i mean ucla i couldn't care less the bus could drive off <sighs> i probably wouldn't blink but <laughs> <laughs> wow don't really tell me how you really feel about one like a really good team 
but the Irish, I actually, you know, have a certain amount of respect for that history and legacy and the history of the rivalry. So, you know, it's it's never good when UFC and or Notre Dame suck. You know, when they're not playing well, the state of the game is not great because they are cornerstone programs of, you know, they're right up there with Alabama, Michigan, Ohio State. These are the classic programs. And when any of these programs are in the dumps, it hurts the game. So I, I like seeing Notre Dame come back, you know, with some strength. It just makes it that much more enjoyable when we start whooping on them again. Oh, so. <laughs> okay. we'll go ahead and like leave it at that. Uh, we'll just like we'll just see. We'll see how next next year happens for college football, and we still got plenty of more NFL to go. I mean, there's still a lot of weeks coming ahead, and man, it is unpredictable at where we're gonna be at like three weeks from now. So we'll just have to wait and find out. I'll just go ahead and make sure I'll just like, you know, get the trophy. Like we are the champions. Just clear off the spot on your mantle. That way you can look at the empty space all year and know you failed. Whatever. I, at least I don't have the commissioner curse. So I'm good with that. And I will never be commissioner. Screw that. And I told you about that. It's, it's an eight man league. I still have as bad as my season has been. I could still make the playoffs. So watch it. <laughs> I'll, 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 I will be shocked and appalled at the same time. If you make the playoffs. it's still possible, which would be insane at this point, but it's actually possible. <laughs> That's the news in case you haven't heard it. Thank you so much for being uh, here on the Navarro Miller report. We appreciate each and every single one of you for tuning in on our live podcast. We will try to be here more often than not every Friday from 6 PM to 7 PM Pacific standard time for the Navarro Miller report i am your host dave navarro along with this bane of my existence <laughs> have a great weekend everybody and we will see you all next time you have been listening to the navarro miller report This episode of the Navarro Miller Report was brought to you by the Dorkening Podcast Network and sponsored by Deadly Grounds Coffee.